0: Friends, you're listening to Crickets to cha a show where we talk about all aspects of running a handmade business and marketing that business for success while still keeping a balance to have flexibility for your family. I'm your host, Lauren Keplinger, and I am so excited to get started. Let's jump right in. Everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Cricket to Chings. My name is Lauren, and today on the podcast, I have a very special two time guest. Liz Wingard of Liz's Wood Designs is back here again, and I'm really excited to have this conversation with her. She's my first ever guest that is back for a follow up interview, and I can't wait to dive into it with her. Welcome, Liz. Hey, thank you so much for
1: having me. I'm really excited to be back.
0: Yeah. So for people who are new to the podcast or maybe just don't remember the episode from last year, a little refresher. Can you talk to us a little bit about what you do and who you serve and kind of your backstory and how you got started with your business?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I became a stay-at-home mom in the fall of 2018. My daughter was born November 2018. And I was really excited about that, but about three months or so later, I discovered that I need to find something to do. I need to stay sane. I really enjoyed staying at home, but I've worked ever since I was like 15, 16 years old. So I was so used to having a full-time job. So I was on the hunt for something to do. So in the fall of 2019, in November, actually, I opened my Etsy shop and I sell laser cut wood signs that are great for home decor or DIYs. They're basically just like word cutouts out of wood. So it's been really exciting. It's been a journey. I have taught myself so much, but it's been enjoyable.
0: Yeah. So when you got started with that business, I also had a similar story of like kind of starting this at the same time that I was starting parenthood. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. it is definitely a whole thing. It's a lot going on at one time, but it was also a lot for the, a lot of the same reasons, like feeling like I just needed a mental challenge and like something to continue to learn and do something outside of the caretaking of having kids, which is lovely in itself. You know, it's never any kind of remark about not wanting to do that, but it is, you know, draining in its own way. I think anybody that has kids could attest to that, <laughs> you know, so like kind of what were your goals in getting started? Did you have goals when you got started of like wanting to make this a business or was it really just kind of a, you know, where, I don't know, we'll see where this goes. Like, how did you start it mentally? What were you trying to do?
1: Well, really, I was just wanting something to do. I wanted a hobby. And to me when I try to find a hobby for some reason I always have to think of the ones that would make me money. So I wanted to paint my kitchen white. I've always wanted my kitchen cupboards to be white. They're very dark. They were a very dark oak color. I now have a white kitchen. So that was kind of the motivator. I was like, "Well, hey, maybe if I have this little side hustle that makes me money, my husband will agree to get our kitchen painted white." So that was like one of my goals was just to you know, paint our kitchen cabinets, but I didn't really have any other like major goals. I mostly was just doing it for fun. I was doing it as kind of a stress reliever. Being a new mom was challenging, but it was also something that I always wanted to do, but I just never realized that I would be looking for kind of that creative outlet after I became a mom. So that's really all it was. It was just a hobby. It was something to do, something to Yeah. Give me that little creative outlet throughout my week.
0: Yeah. And can you tell people a little bit about how you got into the laser cut wood designs? Because I know that there are probably people listening who are like, how the heck do you buy a laser to cut things when you're just like dabbling in a hobby? (laughs) Like, How how does that play out?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So my father-in-law owns a business and it's a wood shop. So they actually have laser machines where they cut stuff, they engrave stuff, all kinds of different things. And so my husband one day was like, hey, you know, you could make stuff like this and we could cut it at the shop on the laser and your design options really are endless. You can do so many different things because you can just cut stuff out or you can engrave it or whatever. So that's kind of how I got started with that because I didn't actually have the upfront cost of buying a laser machine and learning how to run that. The only thing I had to learn how to do was like find a software that I can use to make sure my files are the correct type for them to use in their software. And then obviously I had to learn how to use the software that I found. So that was a process in of itself. I really taught myself everything about the software. I Googled and YouTubed so many things to learn how to make that my designs will cut properly and all of that stuff. So, yeah, that's really how I got started with the laser stuff because there is no way that I was wanting to buy a laser myself up front because it would be very expensive just to get started as a hobby.
0: Yeah, that would be a big jump, <laughs> especially yeah. if it was something that you'd never done before. <laughs> yeah, I think that it's interesting because like listening to you talk with about like teaching yourself the software and everything. I have had the same experience with some software programs that I have been teaching myself to do lately. And it is like, I mean, it can be a little bit disheartening in the beginning because you're like, I'm spending such a chunk of time, even if you enjoy it, which I do, because I like to, and I know you do like to tackle it and then feel like you've been successful. (laughs) It's like a challenge to be like, Hey, now I know what I'm doing and I can do it. But it's like once you have that skill and you master it, you know, so you figure out how to make these wood designs or these files. Now, the opportunities for the different kinds of wood cutouts that you can make is like basically endless. And we haven't talked about this on the podcast yet. And this is a new development, but you also have the digital side of the business where you can sell those designs too. So it's like teaching yourself this one skill opened up all these different doors of what you can do with it.
1: Yes, it definitely did. And that was kind of the main thing was just teaching myself how to use the software. And then, yeah, really my options are endless. I did end up buying a different software for my digital designs and I use that to create my digital designs, but it's very similar or a lot of the things are the same. So yeah, it's been kind of crazy to see how like two years, I feel like now it's just kind of I just know how to do it kind of versus like two years ago, I was just like learning how to do this and it all felt very daunting, but I did love the challenge because I like learning new things and teaching myself new things. So it was exciting.
0: Yeah. I think I've had that same experience. Like I opened these programs that I've never used before. I was trying to teach myself illustrator, which there I'm sure are like a million different parts of that program that I do not understand or know how to use. But for the very narrow scope of what I need it to do, I do
1: understand how to do it. And I feel every time I do it, I'm like, yes, I got it. (laughs) I know so many times, like if I remember in the beginning, I would learn something new and I would tell my husband, oh, I finally figured out how to do this. I've been trying to figure it out for like the last day or two. So yeah, it's definitely a lot of little accomplishments along the way as you learn those new steps and how to do things. Yeah.
0: And I feel like it's much like anything that we're learning in our Etsy businesses. Like Liz and I have been working together for over a year. So, like, we have had lots of conversations about this, but things like, you know, learning SEO, where you're like in the very beginning and you're you're like, oh my gosh, this is so time consuming and so tedious. And I feel like the return is never going to be there because I'm just spending, you know, and I can remember when I was designing the very first printable blanket that I designed my husband is like, you're making like a penny, like like the amount of time that it has taken you to do this is like not worth it at all. And it wasn't for that one, if I was only going to ever do it one time, but you know, now it's like, it could sell a million times and I've already done that work. And I feel like it's the same thing with so many pieces of the business where it's like, once you master that skill or the technical aspect of it or whatever, the ability to then like continue along that road. And I mean, you just see that return on your investment, like so many times over.
1: Yes, exactly. And that's the one thing that I knew would be a payoff for me because my designs, like I can sell the same sign over and over and over. So once I design it once in like the sizes that I want to offer in my shop, then I don't have to design it again. Basically I can tell Every like couple days, I'll email the shop and be like, Hey, I need one of this and this size or et cetera, et cetera. And they just cut it for me and send it home with him or I'll go pick it up. And so it's like, once you kind of learn how to do it and you know that like, you only have to do it once or so, it definitely makes it worthwhile to learn all the ins and outs and how yeah. to get it streamlined. Right. Totally.
0: So when we did this interview last year, it was like a fairly new shift, I guess, in your business of being like, oh, wow, this is really going to turn into something that, you know, could have consistent revenue and consistent sales and all of that. So talk to me kind of about what that has looked like for you now that you've been in business for, you know, a couple years where you've actually been, you know, really focusing on it as a business. And I know this past year has been even more shifts for you, you know, in your, Desire to grow the business and in your family, and how that's playing into the rest of your life. So, what does that look like for you over the past year?
1: It has been really exciting because last year, so my sales really became consistent. I noticed in February and March of 2020, I was getting sales here and there, and I always got like super excited because I was like, oh, maybe this is the time when things start to pick up. And I went from having 50 sales in my shop in March of 2020 to 150 by the end of April. So I had like 100 sales in April of 2020. And I had 150 sales in May of 2020. So all of a sudden, it was just like a big boom. And I was not expecting that because of COVID and shutdowns and everything. I literally told my husband, I was like, well, this is probably going to be the end of my Etsy shop because I just wasn't expecting to continue getting sales. But it has just Continued growing from there and it's become very consistent, which has been great. So, this year it was a lot of fun to kind of see how things are year over year and having some of those stats to look back on. But yeah, it has definitely changed. I was always like, oh, this is my hobby. I'm going to do this just kind of as a side hustle because I only had one child and it was very doable. But now I'm pregnant with my second one and my husband and I were discussing this and he's like, you know, I think we should try to keep this going because this little income on the side is very nice. So he has actually said that he wants to help me a little bit with like shipping and stuff when, you know, if I want to take some maternity leave or just not have to do that extra work. So we're going to try to work together and make it happen next year. So I'm excited about that. I feel like the potential is there's even more potential because now I can look at this more long-term rather than just like, oh, this is like a season of my life. And I mean, obviously we are going to see how it goes next year. Our family is always our first priority, but my hope is that we can keep it open and yeah, things will continue to grow as we go on. Yeah.
0: And I think that also just having that you know, that support, which I know your husband has always been supportive of it, but having like kind of the buy-in of like, this is actually going really well for our family. And also in a way that still allows us to balance our family life and having him willing to kind of partner with you so that it's not, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people struggle in those, especially as you go through those changes, you know, like having a baby and stuff where it's a lot of shakeup in your family life. And then sometimes it's kind of like, okay, hey, well, why are you trying to do all these things? You know, we just had a baby and whatever, but it's hard once you have that, you know, when you have that business and you're like, but it's going really well. And I know that I will be able to balance it, even if there is like sort of a temporary, you know, change right. of circumstances <laughs> with the baby, yeah. but having that buy-in from your partner, I think is so important to be able to say like, okay, well, I want this to keep going just as much as you do. So I'll help out. And pick up some of that slack and everything.
1: Yeah. I've been really, really grateful for his support because I honestly probably would not be here if it wasn't for that. And there have been times where we sat down. I mean, especially in the beginning, I remember when I started getting like a lot of sales in April and may of 2020, I mean, I would stay up pretty late to work. And then I would get very much sleep. My daughter would get up at like six or seven in the morning. And I don't do very well when I don't get a lot of sleep. And my husband's like, Hey, so why don't we try like a different routine? Like, why don't you get up a little earlier in the morning when I go to work and work until she wakes up that way you can go to bed when she does and still get like a good amount of sleep. And, you know, so there have definitely been those conversations that we've had to have about how can we structure this so that it makes sense for all of us, but it's been really good. And I think it's been a lot of fun for us to do together. And even though he's not like super involved with the business, I still talk to him about like different designs that I want to add or, you know, ask him like, Hey, what do you think about investing in this or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So it's been a lot of fun. Yeah.
0: What do you think really in terms of like getting started, you know, your shop is relatively new in the grand scheme of things. And I hear from a lot of people like it's too late, you know, it's too late to be successful on Etsy or even just from my own perspective, because I have been selling on Etsy for so long, I know that people can still get started and be successful. But obviously my experience in those early days was very different because it was just a different platform at the time. What do you think has been sort of your... I don't know, key to not like your, what is your deepest, darkest secret in your business, but like what has made your stand out? Because these wooden signs are very popular, but that also means that there are a lot of other people doing them as well. And what do you think kind of has made the difference for you in your shop?
1: Truthfully, I don't really feel like I have a secret sauce other than not giving up. Like there were definitely times where in the beginning where it's like, oh, is this actually going to like, is all my hard work and time and energy that I'm investing in this. And obviously I had to invest some money to get samples made and different things like that. Like, is it actually going to be worth it? But I think just not giving up has been a big thing for me. The other thing had been like, once I figured out SEO and how to do that properly, it seemed like that helped a lot. I remember in the beginning, I would like post my link in like Facebook groups, hoping to get like, you know, a little bit of traction, but like that didn't help at all. And once I quit doing that, and I just focused on SEO and tried to do that properly, then that's when I noticed a big shift in sales and growth in general. But I also think in the beginning, I had my prices lowered a little bit than maybe some of my competitors did. And so while I was maybe not making as much money as they were, I was getting the sales history. I was getting the good reviews. I was shipping stuff fast. So customers were really happy about that. And then over time, I slowly increased my prices towards the end of 2020, I increased them. So I think that has, I mean, it's not like one thing that has made me like stand out, but I think it's multiple things that have really helped me.
0: And I think that's a really good point because a lot of times I will hear people say like it can kind of go either way. Like people will either say I have this product but there's too much competition and so I'm never going to be able to get client or customers or they'll say like I have this new product that nobody's ever seen and like nobody's ever even heard of it and it's going to be awesome because I have a totally cornered market. And I don't really agree with either one of those things (laughs) because to me, it's like, if you have a totally no product that nobody else is searching for on Etsy or nobody else is selling on Etsy, then the likelihood that people know that they even need to search on Etsy for that product is kind of slim. But much like you, I feel like, There is no secret sauce to what I am selling. Like literally you could buy the exact same quilt as me and buy the exact same font that I use and make the exact same thing. (laughs) Like there's nothing proprietary about what I'm doing. And yet it's still able to be successful through these other things. You know, the, I don't know. It's just, you don't have to have a corner market on what you're selling in order to be successful. And I think both you and I have seen that it's like, I just have to have this, this small little chunk of my section of the market. And that's enough for me. And I don't have to be the only one doing it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I definitely agree. I think we were actually at like Walmart or something when my husband saw like these things. And he's like, dude, this is really cool. Like you could totally make something like this. And just the other day I was at Hobby Lobby and they have similar cutouts to me. But when he mentioned it to me, the first thing I did was like go on Etsy to see if anything else like this was on Etsy because I wasn't really interested in having like a brand new product on Etsy, but I knew that's where I wanted to sell it. So it was just kind of like seeing if there's a market for it. Cause I was like, if there's other people that are selling it, there's obviously a market for it. And there's people that know what it is and you know, that sort of thing.
0: Yeah. And I think that that is kind of a, it's something that people, Come at from a a mindset that it's actually kind of backwards, where they're like, Oh, but there's already these people doing it. Why would I be able to sell any? But I'm like, No, that's what a trend is. (laughs) You know, like it's a popular thing that you jump on that bandwagon and like those trends will change and they'll shift and you can shift along with them. Like it doesn't mean that once, you know, this certain product is not popular anymore, your business is just dead. Like you have to be able to adapt and continue. Like if you think about a clothing store, you know, they have things that people like this season and then next season they'll have things that they like that season, you know, like it's always growing and moving forward and changing. Like we all have to be in the market, but just because it is something that people say like, Oh, well that's trendy. Then it's like, okay, that's just another way of saying it's popular. (laughs) Like there's something wrong with that.
1: (laughs) Right. Exactly. I definitely agree.
0: So moving forward into this next season of life with a new baby and your husband helping with some things, what are you hoping for? Where do you see your shop playing into that? And what are your goals? I know that you like to goal set, which I really appreciate. (laughs) So what are your goals moving into that next season of life?
1: Well, the main thing is I want to give myself a lot of grace, which is really, really hard for me to do. But with the new baby, coming in the spring, I want to allow myself the grace period of like, if things just kind of keep running, but it doesn't necessarily grow, like I want to be okay with that. The main thing is like, I really want to try to avoid putting my shop on vacation mode because I'm terrified of doing that truthfully. So I'm hoping to just kind of keep things going. I'm working really hard the rest of this year. And probably in January and February, I have a goal of like adding a certain amount of items each month. So that I can, you know, then in the spring, not feel like I want to be adding new stuff as much or, you know, that sort of thing. So I'm really hoping to just kind of keep things going. My goal for this year was to increase my profits 50% from last year. And so I'm kind of hoping to have that goal again next year. But also, like I said, I want to give myself grace if it doesn't happen. The main thing is I just want to figure out how this is going to work for our family, having the new baby, and will it work for us to run it together and all of like kind of all of those kinks, I feel like. So as far as the business side, I'm hoping to just keep things going steadily the way they are right now. And then if things go smoothly several months after the baby, I'll focus more on growing again. I love that. And
0: I I think that it's really important for people to recognize that like, I know that I, ta- I like beat this point home all the time, but it's because- I think it's so important that there are seasons of life and business and every season of your business doesn't have to be a growing season. And that doesn't mean that you're like slacking (laughs) or it doesn't mean that you're not growing the business or you're not, I don't know. It doesn't mean that you're not focused or that you don't have goals in the business and that you're just like kind of coasting, but you like part of what I think is the beauty of running your own business, particularly on a platform like Etsy, particularly when you have it set up like you do where most of the traffic is coming in through Etsy and it's not you, you know, posting your link all over Facebook groups all the time (laughs) that it's like, you can take that pause for a second and say, you know, maybe my goal this year is just the same goal as it was last year. And that's okay. And it doesn't mean that next year can't be, you know, a hundred percent growth or that there can't be like something, you know, in the future, but that you can have these periods of saying like, I just want to maintain and that's okay.
1: Yes, I agree. And that's been like, my biggest priority has always been making sure this works for our family. And that's why I love the platform. I love having my own business. And I've kind of experienced some of the, just like hoping that things go the same and, you know, not necessarily growing it this summer because I was super, super exhausted in my first trimester. And so I literally just, I shipped products. I did great customer service like normal, but I wasn't adding new designs to my shop. I wasn't doing anything to my digital shop even because earlier this year, I was like, oh, I really want to focus on my digital shop because the thought process was always once we have another baby, the sign shop will close because... You know, we don't know how it's going to go with two children. But then when my husband and I kind of made that shift of like, no, we want to keep the sign shop open because it is making enough money on the side for us. And it's really nice. Then that's when I shifted my focus more on my sign shop and adding new stuff and figuring out how to make that go. But this summer, I definitely had a period of time where I just had to do what I had to do to like keep going and just kind of did the bare minimum. So it was a good experience to kind of go through that. And I kind of feel like that's how some of next year will be. The biggest thing is I just have to give myself grace and just tell myself that it's okay if I'm not growing as long as I'm still you know, getting sales and things are going smoothly.
0: Yeah. I mean, as like high achievers, I think it's hard to mentally take that step back. But I also think that it is so important to recognize that it's always there for you when you're ready.
1: It doesn't have to be right this second. (laughs) I agree. And I even tell myself sometimes, like I'm in this season of having a young family. My Mm -hmm. toddler will be three in November and I'm going to have a newborn. And, you know, I want to be open to the idea that like, if it's just too much, like I can close my shop. And once my kids are all in school, I can pick it back up again. Or maybe once the younger ones are a little bit older and I feel like I have more time or, You know, I want to be open to that because at the end of the day, if it doesn't work for my family, it's not worth the stress and the headache. Like, I just don't want to overwhelm us, I guess, is the main thing. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm glad that you are at a point where you don't feel like that is happening yet. And you feel like you have the tools to sort of make those decisions as they come and know that it can be flexible and it can be what you need it to be at that
1: time in your life. Yes, me too. Yeah.
0: So Liz, if people want to find you and check you out and connect with you, where can they do that?
1: You can find me on Instagram at Liz's designs. And also my Etsy shop is called Liz's wood designs. I also have a digital shop that's called Liz's digital designs, which I have not been focusing as much time and energy into in this season, but hopefully again in the future, I will be.
0: Yeah. Well, Liz, thanks so much for doing this with me again, coming back as a guest and congratulations on your upcoming baby and all the changes that
1: are happening in your family. Thank you. I really appreciate it.
0: I will see you next week back here on the podcast. Same time, same place. Bye for now.